This is Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network. A golf betting podcast that's better than most. What he said. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. And now, here are your hosts, Adam, Smitty, and Eric. Good morning. Welcome to Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network, the show with the pro and the caddy. That would be Adam and Smitty. My name is Eric. I'm just the host. Boys, we may have to change the theme music to all I do is win, 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 no matter what, what. At this point, I think we can afford the royalties. Another winning week, putting these two at five for five on profitable shows. Our guest, Taylor Artman, at OKC23, gave us Fitzpatrick for the outright winner. No big deal. This show is tomorrow's paper today. I told them. They're going to be undeniable when you're making the people money every single week in a recession, no less. You're going to stand out. Okay, award ceremony is over. We're on to TPC. Speaking of award ceremonies, I saw you with a big fancy award on the Instagram there, Adam. Why don't you tell us what uh, what that was about and how you're doing? Yeah, me and my buddy won the member guest at Dubuque Golf and Country Club this weekend. So I'm a little under the weather just from being in the heat all week, but it was a good tournament. Managed to give everyone in the field a ton of strokes and still finish uh, strong enough to win. My buddy hits it like a foot from the hole in the last alternate shot playoff hold so we can clinch the win. So been a good week for me. Beautiful. Smitty, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Every day is a good day, right? Absolutely. Every day above ground is a good one. So I'm watching the U.S. Open and I see a lot of conversation at the tee between player and caddy. It kind of reminded me of a basketball coach during a timeout. Like the caddy is really coaching the guy up and he's asking follow-up questions. It's a whole conversation. I think the average fan underestimates how important an experienced looper is. He's doing a lot more than telling you the wind speed and the distance to the hole. What kind of things is a guy asking in a in a major standing there at the tee? What what are they talking about? Well, I mean, they're they're talking about everything that they've rehearsed, you know, going over the course. And, you know, it's almost like you were talking, you know, me, me being a basketball coach and stuff, it's literally, all right, the scouting report of the whole, like, here's what, here's what this, here's what this, uh, this is playing like today. You know, you got to look at all the different weather factors, the wind, you have to look at, um, you know, how well you're playing and, um, there are different ways to play holes in different situations and everything. So there's a lot of those questions going on, right. Um, during that time. And, you know, then it's just the simple layout of the hole is, you know, where, where's their trouble? Where are we trying to go with it? Um, what are we going to try to do with our next shot? You know, there's a lot of things going on that, uh, they're, they're trying to really play out the hole before they even start it. So Adam, what are you looking for? Like what's, what kind of qualities are important to you in a caddy and somebody who's essentially in the event with you, not getting the necessary credit? Yeah. I think whenever, as a player, you're looking at just show me where the sight line is, like to the landing area. <clears throat> At uh, Brookline, they had a bunch of blind shots, so they're trying to just get a good target line and then figuring out how much they need to hit to not go too far into the trouble or at least to clear the trouble. So they're trying to get as much information as possible, but when it comes down to it, you still got to hit the shot that you're trying to do. But a lot of times you're just trying to get side angles to get the right angle into the green where the pin is. So. You're trying to keep it simple, but also 
I guess, be complicated with as much information as possible. Yeah, that's that's a good point too with the sight lines and everything. I mean, I'll tell you from my experiences just looping at Aaron Hills and everything and every single tee box we we have, all right, hey, you see that out in the distance? Like we're going to be hitting it towards the right side of the fairway. We're going to be hitting it. You know, one of them is uh, like hole three right off the tees. Like you're going to be trying to hit it in the heart of – that bunker there that looks like Africa out in front, you know, type thing. Like that's, that's what we're trying to do. Like, so yeah, it's just all sight lines and stuff. And when you get to those blind shots as well, if being the caddy, like as confident as you can say, here's our sight line on a blind shot is going to help your player be a little bit more confident too, I think. Yeah. You just want to be able to get it in the right spot to where you have the best chance to score. But Obviously, if they put themselves in a bad spot, then the caddies there to know should know exactly what yards they're going to have or what it's the situation's going to be. So, yep, those guys definitely don't get the credit that they deserve. I saw a couple putters being thrown. I saw some guys getting pissed off, losing their minds on the course. Smitty, do you ever feel like a counselor? You need to talk these guys down, keep them from throwing the whole bag in the in the water. I mean, sometimes, but there's other times too where you're just like, okay, he's got to get it out of his system because there's another hole to be had and you got to move on within the next couple minutes to make another golf shot. And if you still have that aggravation and and anger built up inside of you, like the chance of you making a good shot, your next one isn't going to be very good, I would think. So, I mean, sometimes it's just let them get it out of their system and then move on and you just start talking about the next hole. Moving on, let's start talking about the next tournament. We got what, the Travelers? Adam, how's the spreadsheet looking? I'm guessing pretty healthy. Yeah. What what kind of course are we looking at this week? Uh, this week we're looking at TPC course. So those are all kind of similar looking to me. They all have something a little different. Like here they have 15 through 17, which is like plays around a pond. But to me, all the TPC courses kind of look very similar off the tee, the sight line. So if you look at the winner the list of past winners, it's like guys that are somewhat long, but have a decent enough short game, but they're not like, you know, short game magicians. It's guys that can take it deep. And usually the TPC courses or the events after these majors, we see like the scores are out of control, like 20 under type deal, just because they played something so hard. Now they're at a shorter course. That's a little more friendly resort style. They can just let it fly. And let's not forget about profitability. What does the spreadsheet say? I know our guest Taylor at OKC23 on the Twitter and the Instagram, he told us who was going to win. And I heard you guys talking about Fitzpatrick, Smitty especially, I believe. Yeah, Smitty had Fitzpatrick. He was going off at 30-1 to on Tuesday. So Fitzpatrick, if you would have picked him to win top 10 and top 20, that paid like on a $15 total bet, paid like 190 bucks. So Pretty good week if you would have just taken him and played it safe. But like Scotty Scheffler slipped in a top 10 and Matsuyama slipped in a top 20. So we didn't have a whole bunch of winners this week like we normally do in the 10s and 20s, but we had enough to you could make some money. So Mr. Aaron Wise pissed off a lot of people. Yeah, there he was a few guys up. that just played bad the last day. So he's apologizing for a profitable week. <laughs> if we would have took our winners and just put them in a top 10 situation too, we would have been pretty good there too. So not bad. 190 bucks. I could fill, I mean, a full size truck for that all the way to the F. 
I guess we're on to the event already. We're 10 minutes in. I feel like we're skipping something. We did the we did the spreadsheet. We did the course overview. Now we start talking about who's going to win, I guess. Top 20s. Let's start there. So yeah, there's a pretty... Uh, this one looks a little more like normal event. Like the odds are a little more normal. Where you don't have like <clears throat> super long shots for the win. But it's a pretty strong field this week. I mean, Scotty's playing... Rory, JT, Patrick Cantlay, Sam Burns, Jordan Spieth, Xander Shoffley, Keegan Bradley. So it's a pretty Brooks Kepka. There's a lot of big names playing this week for kind of an off-week event, I would say. We're into that stretch of off-week events. Like we have Travelers this week and Deer next week, which is a TPC course too. So you could see the guy that plays good this week playing good, really good next week too. Uh, Deer runs a little bit longer, but it's going to look pretty similar. My top 20 this week, I've got Ricky Fowler at plus 400. Bo Hostler, who's been playing good the last two, three weeks at plus 400. And then a couple long shots, Max McGreevy at plus 1,600. Brent Snedeker at plus 1,200. And then Maverick McNeely at plus 275. Plus 1,200 on a top 20. I love that about you, Adam. And Snedeker was like looked really fired up on some of the interviews today. I mean, the PJ had their big meeting about what to do with the live guys and what they were going to do moving forward. And they're having their policy board meeting tonight. So they're <clears throat> the CEO of the PJ is supposed to speak to the media tomorrow. So that could be real interesting what they're going to do. Yeah. It's funny how they all of a sudden found $75 million now that they're in a corner. Yeah, now they're going to play eight events, a $20 million purse. Uh, so like four at the end and then four sprinkled out through the through the middle of the season. So they're trying to get these guys to stay. But if you're in the top 50 in the world where you can play in these eight events, exclusive events they're going to have, like that's a pretty good payday. I mean, you get a guy hot like Sam Burns or Scotty Scheffler, like you win three or four of these things, that's $20 million right there. Like. You live in Dallas. How much money could you need? Like, there's no, you don't need $150 million to live in Dallas. Like, or some of these places these guys live. Yeah. You can live pretty comfortably any of these golf places for, you know, a million bucks a year. So, do you think there's a little resentment in these guys? Not sort of a too little, too late, or, you know, the attitude of, oh, now you care to come up with something? Yeah, I don't know. Or are they just going to play the events and take the money? The PGA just takes so long to make decisions. They're not, they don't like jump to any, they're afraid they're, if they make the wrong decisions, they're going to piss people off or, so they're, they're pretty methodical about getting stuff done on the tour about whether they're going to, you know, what they're going to do. Like it took them forever to figure out the FedEx cup. So, but yeah, I don't know. Like we could see probably, you know, 10 more guys that are decent players move over to the live tour. So. Obviously, they're saying <clears throat> this week Kepka's going and Ricky Fowler's looking like he's going to go. But also, if you look at the Live Tour guys, it's guys that haven't won in a while or guys that are struggling. Besides Taylor Gooch, like most of those guys hadn't won in two years or more. So I don't know. It's going to be, they're going to have to do something with their formatting the more guys they get, too. So otherwise, you're going to have 10 or 15 big name guys not even playing. And maybe never play the year. I mean, if you are a dick to everybody and you piss everyone off, like you could 
essentially find yourself blacklisted from the live tour and the PGA tour. So when they interviewed the players today on the range, it sounded like Snedeker was pretty uh, forward in saying like, he doesn't think that if you go to the live tour, the PGA should be your fallback. He's like, if you go to live tour, you're done. Like that's the way they look at it. Like you're done with the PGA tour. Like there's no coming back. And I think a lot of the players are really the ones that are PGA tour. Hardcore guys are that they're That's the way they're all thinking too. Like once you go, you're gone. Like that's it. I wonder if they can afford to stick to those guns years down the road. Yeah. I don't know. Depending on how this plays out. So that that's where I'm at is, I'm not financially invested, obviously, like or financially, you know, affected, I should say, by this whole thing. And Eric, when you brought it up and you said, you know, are, is this starting to rub some of the players the wrong way? Now, all of a sudden they have this, oh, we're going to do these, these events and we're going to have this much money. And all of a sudden there's going to, there's all this money that can be had now. It's like, well, where the hell was this money before? What are you guys doing with that money? Why aren't we winning this much money on tour if we have this much money already? And to me, that rubbed me the wrong way. And it, once again, I'll bring it up like I did last week is like, it reminds me a lot of the NCAA and what they tried to pull all that all that time and the things that they tried to do. And it's like, you guys are making so much money off of us. Why aren't we getting more? Why aren't we getting more of it? And I think that it's going to come come back to bite them in the ass a little bit. It kind of already is already. And if these guys are going to continue to leave, even they don't think it's much right now, but it's you know, it's every week now it's, it seems to be a few guys and there's some notable guys that, and names that keep getting thrown out there that are going to go with. And if it continues to be two, three guys every single week here for the next couple months, the PGA tour has to be thinking, what, what are we going to do? And they got to stop being so arrogant about it and think about it from a, an actual business standpoint, like, um, some of the names that, yeah, maybe like like Adam said, they're struggling to play well right now. But some of these names that have been in golf for a decade, two decades, are all of a sudden leaving that have given a lot to the PGA. And now the PGA is like, yeah, whatever. We don't care. That's going to rub some fans the wrong way, don't you think? Yeah, I don't know if the tour looks at it like there's so much young talent and that's what people see. Like, And somebody had said on one of the interviews, like... <clears throat> Oh, as Bo Hostler was saying, the more that they're showing the NCAA events on Golf Channel and CBS and NBC, like people are getting to know these younger players a lot sooner. And they have more of an attachment because you're showing college golf, which you're feeding off of people's like, you know, enjoyment of college sports. But you're, you're, then you're giving people someone to cheer for. So, I don't know if the tours just looking at it like there's so much good young talent out there on the web and like coming out that we should just, you know, like some of these guys bring people to events, but you can go to a senior tour event and there's not many people watching those. And those are the same guys that were on tour 15 years ago. But what, what does the average, what does the average golf fan watch? What events? Yeah. I don't know. They, I mean, majors. they watch the, the majors. majors, right? Yeah. They watch the majors. And I mean, yeah, there it's, if, not everybody is like us and watches every single tournament and follows it week by week and understands who these 
new young guys are and who's going to be coming up and who's playing well. I mean, Adam knows just as good as anybody as far as like college players turning pro and, and coming up through the ranks and playing really well. I mean, he, you have a really good feel and touch on that and stuff. So, um, but the average person has no idea about those guys. And yeah, they might stop and watch it on TV every once in a while, but really they're looking for the big boys on, uh, when it comes to the majors, because one, these guys want to bet on it. And that's partly why we're here too. Right. But like, um, to help those guys, but like, they're going to watch it because, oh, well it's the U S open. It's a yeah. staple in our country. We're going to watch it because I want to be able to talk about it at work tomorrow with the guys. Not because of some 19 year old kid who's coming up and like, you know, cause those, those average fans are just like, well, who the hell is that guy? He must've got really lucky this week. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. Cause at some point, like if they're not getting world golf rankings, they're not playing events, like yep. unless they're top 10 in majors, they're not getting anything. Like those guys are just going to drop off. They're not going to be able to play majors just because they're on a random tour. And mm-hmm. depends on what the live guys do. Like if they buy the European tour, or they, I saw where they had petitioned to be to get world golf rankings for their events. So I'd be scared if I'm the PGA, I would be feeling it a little bit. I think they have a good product still. They do. They do have a good product. Sure. But they want to have the best product and they don't want it to be watered down at all. So if they lose any more of their best dressed guys, they're going to have an image problem. Yeah. And I like, I think Taylor was even saying like all these guys playing on live tour, they're just playing against each other at some point. Like, how do you determine that? some of these guys on that tour are still good enough to compete on the regular tour. Cause if you're playing the same guys every day, like in your normal Saturday group, like they're essentially making like their own little group at a club. If you don't play in any other events, like you're not playing against all the young guys, you're not playing against, you know, the guys that are still there. Like maybe they come back to the tour and they're, they're not competitive at all. Cause they've been playing less golf. They've been playing 54 whole events. They don't know how to close out like different things like that. Because the live guys don't need to win. I mean, winning's great because the money's there, but top five pays pretty well too. That's a good point. We mm-hmm. can watch for those guys to fall off on Sunday because they're just not used to the rigors. Yeah, I mean, you see how many senior tour guys in the past, like Fred Couples and VJ, have like contended at Augusta, and then we get to the end of the third round, start of the fourth round, and they just like completely drop off because they're not used to playing 72 whole events. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch in the next year or so yeah it seems to change every single day are we still on top 20s we took a little detour but i think it was well worth it you gave us your five top 20s didn't you adam yep yeah okay now we're on to smitty's how are you seeing this thing my list was tough to make there this is another really good field i think and there's a lot of guys playing playing great golf and so it's kind of tough for me to to really narrow it down here but i'll see what i can do um so my first guy is I have let's see I have Brendan Steele um at plus 200. He's just a he like his last 7 events that he's been in he's been playing really he's been playing pretty, playing pretty well but um at the Memorial he was top he was uh, T10 and then PGA was T10 or T9 and then at uh the Zurich Classic he was at uh T4 the players championship he was T13 so I mean he's he's been playing pretty good golf so I like him in the top 20 at plus 200. Brian Harmon at plus 170. This is kind of a a course that um, fits him pretty well. Um, I also had uh, Bo Hostler at plus 400. I like that. Yeah, he played well last week. He did, yeah. He's been playing good the last two or three weeks. 
He really has, yeah. I, I, and I, I think that you know that consistency is going to stay with him and be nice to nice to hit that top twenty at, at plus four hundred for sure, though. And then I have uh, another guy who's playing really well is uh, Joel Damon at plus three thirty. And then I'll throw in an, an extra guy there with uh, the Kiz at plus three thirty. This is this is his kind of course. He um he tied for fifth last year too. So yeah, he plays well at these type of events. So that kind of rounds out rounds out my top twenty, but the, I mean, there's a bunch of guys that could really, really jump into this top twenty and make some yeah, make some I'm good plus some money names here. I haven't hearing a couple names I haven't heard in recent weeks. I like it. I'm hearing plus three hundred, plus four hundred. I mean, you can, you hit a couple of those and you're already even. Yeah. Yep. That's how we that's how we do things over here. All right, let's get into top tens. Yeah, Adam, what is your uh what is your little paper say there? Yeah, I've had a. I didn't pick any crazy ones, but I did pick uh, Mito Pereri he, at plus 300. He kind of took a little bit of a break, and then I feel like this might be a nice break for him to play this week and just be like a chill-down course, not a major setup. And then I got Harold Varner at plus 300, just because he's been playing pretty well all year. And then I don't trust him to win, <laughs> but the top yeah. 10 I could see. And then I've got Charles Howell at plus 1,200. He plays these TPC courses really well. Kevin Kisner at eight plus eight hundred. Okay, I'm all over Kisner. I like now. it. Troy Merritt. He plays good on these TPC courses too at uh, plus three fifty. Ah, these are respectable. It's kind of one of those sneaky like love it. guys that's Midwesty and like plays these type of courses good. Usually plays well at the Deer, so I figured he might play well here. The Deer's coming up, isn't it? Next week. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's a. My fun buddy one. was going over there on my, on Sunday to play his practice round, so. Oh, we got a horse in the race, possibly. Yeah, I'm definitely taking him for a top 20 because he played pretty well yesterday. Beautiful. We have the inside. And inside he's going to be track. a long, long shot, too. Now, I'm looking at the big numbers, the winner numbers, and I see the same usual suspects at the top. Scotty Scheffler, Rory McElroy, both at 9-1. to one. Uh, Cantlay, he's one here, correct? Or am I confusing him with Morikawa? I don't think Cantlay's one here. He's contended. Sam Burns plus eighteen hundred. He's just been on fire, huh? Harris English won here last year. Bubbles won three times here. Spieth in seventeen. So yeah, it's pretty. Stuart Sinks won twice. Phil won twice. Harris English hundred to one. Could that be right? For defending champion. Mm-hmm. Are you? I mean, I counted the zeros twice. <laughs> well, we're doing that. Yeah, that's definitely worth a buck. Yeah, without question. I mean, I was I was a little surprised to see that too, just because he's the defending champ. For him to come off at, at that, I was like, whoa. But yeah, maybe he was injured or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know the whole story there. I guess uh, I, haven't, I didn't look too much into that. But and then Howell, you guys mentioned in the top twenties, I believe he's a uh, hundred and fifty to one. Yeah, top ten, he's twelve to one for a top ten. Last time I picked him for a top ten, he snuck. Our guys know what the hell they're talking about. That's the bottom line. All right, let's get an official. Chris has got the pen. He's ready. Adam, give us your outright winners. Well, we didn't get Smitty's top tens. Yeah. We didn't get Smitty's top ten? We went Adam, Smitty, and Oh, I'm sorry. I've been listing off winning, winning odds over here. I got to get my act together. All right, Smitty, I'm sorry. We need to get your top ten because those are winners. Every fucking week. Can't believe I almost I almost robbed the people. 
is what I just did. I almost took money out of your pocket, and for that, I apologize. Still leave a review, though, please. Okay, Smitty, give us the top tens. All right, top tens. I uh, have uh, here's a here's a here's a name um, that everybody will recognize right away is uh, Jordan Spieth at plus two hundred. I mean, you know, former champion here, and he uh, if he, he can, can just it, do it at any time. Yeah, his you know his approach game is is just as good as anybody's, and if he can figure out the the flat stick, man, he's he's gonna be really tough. Um, with the course like this, it set up really really well for him. I have Sunjay M again. He disappointed me last week, but uh, I'm back on him at plus three hundred, top ten. I have uh, Davis Riley um, at plus four hundred. Been playing some really good golf mm. as of late. In his, his last seven, he's a uh, uh, T four fifth, T nine, T thirteen, T four, T thirteen. T31. So, I mean, he's playing some really good golf and he's a, he's a guy that I think could play really well at a course like this. Um, so I'm excited to see him play this weekend and at plus 400, pretty solid. Um, I have, uh, I have the kids at plus 800 as well. Um, and then, uh, last guy thrown out there, uh, is, uh, Keegan Bradley at plus 240. It was another guy. And I did throw an extra in there as well with uh, with Brian Harmon again at plus four hundred. So some pretty solid some pretty solid odds for for some of these guys to get into the top ten, even the top twenty, obviously. But uh, yeah, this is where we make our for sure money, and we take our big swings on the winners. The red and blacks. <laughs> yep, yeah, these are the mm-hmm. red and the black bets. We'll get to picking specific numbers in a minute, although I already know I'm. Going with those hundred, hundred and fifties. Okay, so now we're ready for winners. Okay, I know I'm ready for winners. Smitty, you're on fire. Why don't you just roll right into your winners? What do you got? Uh, I have uh, Jordan Spieth at plus two thousand. That's great odds. Yeah, it is. It really is. I have Sam Burns at plus eighteen hundred, and I have Keegan Bradley at plus twenty eight hundred. That was funny. I was listening to um, I, I forget which. Which podcast I was listening to earlier today talking uh, talking about Keegan Bradley is like, it's no longer like Keegan Bradley, the guy that we make fun of and stuff. It's Keegan Bradley's playing real golf now, and he's a guy you can start to count on maybe a little bit. Let's, I mean, knock on wood a little bit there, I guess. But, um, you know, uh, so it, he kind of just seems like a different player too, like on the golf course right now with his just how he goes about playing um, compared to what he yeah, was in the like- past. He didn't look pissed off last week when he played. He looked like he was enjoying himself. He really was. That was something I noticed right away. That's a great indicator. It is. For a mental game like golf. Right. I do have Riley back in there at plus 4,000. You know, he's a, I feel like that's, that's kind of my long, long shot-ish guy there, you know? And then uh, I do have, I do have Scotty in there at plus 900. I mean, not great odds obviously and he's one of the favorites to win but the guy is just crazy good he he's got his nose stuck into everything every single week and at some point you got to think the guy's going to take a break but then it's every week you look and it's like well there he is he's in the field again well he's probably going to be in the top top 10 again probably top five more than likely top three so to not have him there is he's a, he but he's a guy too though you know, if he starts out a little bit slow, he's a guy that you could jump on live and probably get some better odds there. So that's why I like to always kind of stick that in there is just like some of these favorites 
they could off to a little bit of a slow start. They're not out of it because they're so good. So, I mean, keep an eye on those live bets. That's sort of how his open went, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Some of these guys, the other, you know, online game links, pods or whatever, they don't push, the, like the guys we pick on Tuesday, they don't push them till Sunday. And it's like, dude, you're getting horrible odds. You're getting like five to one. You could have got 30 to one if you would have just bet it on Tuesday. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet an outright winner in a golf tournament. I don't know for nine to one's probably probably the bottom, but you have to like Scheffler was right there again last week. We can assume like Smitty said he's gonna be right there again, and maybe he's just a little pissed off, and that's enough to dial it in and birdie that last hole and win the tournament. So you don't want to be the guy who's not on Scotty Scheffler when it was so obvious he was gonna be right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, speaking of guys, speaking of guys that might be a little bit pissed off with how they finished off uh, last week was, and you know, just a, an extra guy there is, um, you know, maybe even um, Aaron Wise at plus five thousand might be a guy to take a look at. That's not bad. I think I'll, yeah, just sprinkle Wise, a little English, a little. Uh, there was another one. There was another one that I really liked. It was a real golf sounding name too. I mean, you could you could really uh, Charles Howell the Third. You could really yeah. get crazy with some Kevin Kisner go tri- uh, trifecta on the Kiz and at plus ten thousand. You know. Once I heard both of you mention him <laughs> with confidence in your voice, yeah, that's when I decided Kisner's my my main horse this week. So we've got props and Adam, and then we're good. All right, Adam. Yeah. Now you tell us who's going to win this tournament. Yeah, my outright winners, I had Scotty Scheffler at plus 900 just because he's been playing good every week. Like You don't want to miss out on that. Uh, Sam Burns at plus 1,800. So we had, we had a lot of picks that were the same. Keegan Bradley at 2,800. And then I picked Rory at 900 just because this seems like a track he would play really good at. He's just... He can work it both ways, which if you look at the past winners, it's guys that can kind of curve it a little bit. And then I had Brian Harmon at plus 4,000 just because he seems to be playing kind of better as we get going in the, in the middle of the season here. Yeah. He's a guy that's kind of just snuck, snuck up on, on me. I think in the last like month or so, it was just like, Oh, look at him. Here he is again. He, he's been pretty solid in like the top 20 spots. And that seems to be how it goes. A guy will hang around in the top 20s and top 10s, and they you know, they break through. Yeah, and he actually played really good last week, too. I think he collapsed he a little bit on the last day, but he was up there like in a top 20 spot pretty easy and even a top 10 for a while. So, And I figured that was because Taylor said that's a guy that wouldn't contend because the length of it or, or the difficulty. So yep. I was like, oh, man, that's bit us before with, you know, Adam Scott, or who was it? Uh, uh, Luke Donald when he played good the first oh, yeah that's right we talked some major trash about Luke Donald <laughs> and, then, and then he came and he shoots and... like six under first round <laughs> yeah, it was funny that'll happen I clicked on the props I see wire to wire winner plus 1400 that must not ever happen winner in the final pairing no is plus 175 I know you like that bet sometimes Adam is this is this an event where we would go that way I mean, it's been the guy that's coming from behind the last three or four weeks. It's this week was the last time, first time in a while we've had somebody in the lead group win. So I don't know. I it's just a hard, almost a hard bet to pick 
till you see the course, uh, you know, like watch a few practice rounds, but if you could probably get that, you know, bet on Thursday, I would think it's a pretty good bet. So have you, either of you guys looked through these props? Is there anything worth talking about? I mean, there's always the, there's always a uh, one, one bet. There's always the double, triple chance. Those, those look, those are pretty cool to look those at. Those are always because, the good ones. Yeah. There are some really nice ones in there. I mean, you have, you have Rory Scheffler and JT plus 240, you know, and that's the best odds. But then you get like Scheffler, Spieth, and Burns for at plus four hundred. I like I like that one too. There's I mean there's some there's some pretty good ones in there. Yeah, I mean Cantlay, Sam Burns, and Xander at plus yep. five hundred. Yeah, I mean there's some really good. Yeah, you good have bets you to have, hedge your bet on. You have, you have Bradley Varner and Finau to win at um, plus a thousand. So I mean. That's a pretty little group. That's a good little group there at those yeah. odds. Yeah, there's some value in there. You got two real probables and one with a shot. Yeah. I mean, you have another one on the doubles. It's like Brooks Kepka and Tony Fino at plus 2,000. Either one to win. That's better odds than they both have in the event. Yep. Yeah. I mean, why not do it that way? I was, uh, I was hoping that like, Leishman would get paired up with somebody better than than Jason Day there. Um, yeah. So I felt like he's got an outside shot, but if but if in the in the double there, if he was with somebody who was you know projected to win at a much better rate than um, or better odds than some of these other guys, felt like he would be that would be a nice one to jump on. But this is a pretty good one here on the on the golfer parlays. It's Bradley. Harmon and Davis Riley all to top ten at plus sixty five hundred. Or you have Webb Simpson, Tommy Fleetwood, and Kokrak all top ten for plus eighteen thousand. Wow. So I don't know if they're playing on Kokrak or Fleetwood playing bad. But it's not a long course, so that that lets Webb have a chance here. I mean Yeah, that's you even get to, you get into the nationality props as well as like the top yeah. Asian. You have like uh KH Lee. Um, who I've heard good things about him coming up uh, for this weekend too is, you know, plus three thirty. Um, Sanjay M is is the is the favorite there, but if Sanjay, if he if he falls a little bit, if he doesn't play well again this weekend, then I mean, KH Lee's probably a pretty good bet there. Yeah, you can even get a top twenty parlay: Scheffler, McElroy, JT, and Patrick Canley all top twenty for plus four fifty. Damn, like that's a pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good bet. The chances of all four of those guys finishing outside the top 20, it's pretty slim. Yeah. I mean, quite. But, you know, that's what I thought a couple few tournaments ago, and then Smitty explained to me. Golf is really hard. And I remember when I tried to play golf, it was very difficult. What else? I think we're good. I think this is the part where I wrap up the show. Do we have anything else? Any final thoughts from either of you? Aside from our cool phrase, keep that in your pocket. I think people that watch the event this week should pay attention to these guys like that finish in the top 10 and 20. And like, that's going to be a good indication for next week at deer. It's probably going to be a little hotter down there, but it's going to be a similar look looking course. Uh, so I, I would see guys that play in that top 10, top 20 this week, play good next week too. So I believe them. I've learned that when Adam tells me some shit about golf, I should believe him. All right. 
Nothing left now but to cash the tickets. Thank you, Adam and Smitty, for all of your hard work. Thank you, people, for listening. We truly do appreciate it. If you like this show, and I don't know why you wouldn't unless you hate money, please consider giving us a five-star review on Apple, Google, or whatever platform you're using. It makes a big difference in regards to where we show up in search results and podcast charts. It's all very boring, but trust me when I tell you they matter. Another thing you could do is tell one person, hey, I found this great golf show and now I'm also rich. You know, you could go check that show out and get rich yourself. That kind of thing does wonders for us as well. You can find Adam on Twitter at ACMillerPGA. The PGA means it's working. Smitty is on Twitter at CSmith8 with an F. And you can follow the show at PSR Golf on Twitter and Plus Money Golf, all one word on Instagram. We've got a Facebook group up and running now. I just saw we added a couple dozen members this week. Just search Plus Money Golf and join the conversation over there. All right, best of luck with your bets this weekend. We'll see you right back here next week for more Plus Money opportunities. Adam, say something cool that golfers say. If I saw myself in clothes like that, I'd kick my own ass. Thanks for listening to Plus Money Golf. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show on Facebook and Instagram at Plus Money Golf and on Twitter at PSR Golf. Until next time.